everyone, and welcome to Documentation Not Included, a tech industry podcast presented by DNI Stream, the live knowledge repository for software professionals. It's Thursday, 7 p.m. British time. We are live on twitch.tv slash DNI Stream. I'm Josie Howarth. Hi. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Chris Seabach, who is amazing and perfect in every way. Absolutely every way. Um, and I've got the wrong script open as well, so I can't remember what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> hello, everybody, and hello, hello, Josie. Um, so yes, this is our show. I can't remember what the title is either. This is how badly uh, things are going today. It's Get MV. So yes. Yes, so anyway, hello, Josie, and a big hello Hi, to everybody Chris. in Twitch chat. Please do get involved with the show uh, as we are streaming live, and your comments are always welcome. Even, In fact, your comments are better than the script, because at least we can respond to them and have uh, and not, not have any technical problems with them. Um, oh, we could have technical problems with comments. I mean, if we're going to throw out the fishing line for trouble, let, let's just throw out the entire like net. DNI, Volstrat says DNI, a tech comedy podcast. <laughs> oh dear. I wish I was smart. I actually am jealous of people who have wit because I don't see myself as all that funny. And my gosh, there are people who can just on the turn of a dime say something and I'm gone. Uh, but as normal, since we're getting back into the groove of things, we've had some time off due to health and some other things that have happened, but we are back. And so before we begin with anything, as always, we have an icebreaker question, don't we? And this week's question is a very simple one, Chris. It's a statement. I've missed you. Oh, thank <laughs> you very that much. That is my icebreaker for today. You get to have a statement of your own as well. I've missed having you here as well, Josie. It's uh, as I've said multiple times on the dev streams and the few pod. I think I've done maybe two podcasts without you over the last. No, eight, nine, twelve weeks. I don't know how long it's been. Um, yeah. It's very difficult. Tech, you know, not just have I missed you. It's also very difficult to do the podcast on my own because I have to. You know, I can't give the guests as much attention as well as running the podcast and monitoring chat and setting everything up. And there's a lot of pre and post stuff as well. So you know, it's it, it's great to have you back for for technical and practical reasons, but also great to have you back so we can have a discussion and chat and catch up and and get the catharsis. You know that we we thrive. Uh, for every that we week. miss when we don't have you know this show absolutely yeah. oh man but yes i've missed you so tonight's um podcast podcast vodcast live stream twitch podcast sure i've also got something in my mouth that i keep biting you know like the side of your cheek i must have bit it in my sleep or something so oh. i keep doing that Oh, it's going wrong isn't it today anyway so tonight's tonight's podcast is entitled git mv uh, which stands for move, for those who do not know, git uh, command line, um, master main. Now, this comes from the controversial, I think it was ZDNet, published an article about GitHub a few weeks back, maybe even a month back now. Um, and they basically mm -hmm. said that GitHub had made the decision to migrate the default branch for all new GitHub repositories to uh, to move it from master to main. And the main reason for that is um, because they want to basically remove any kind of reference to slavery, to, you know, to any kind of uh, 
uncomfortable language that may be used in tech. And in tech, we are we have got a few things that you know that that are a few few areas of language that mm. um, shouldn't really be used, and you know, a bit archaic, and maybe should be updated. Um, now, the immediate reaction from a lot of people from the uh, renaming of Git was, oh my god, this is going to affect so many things technically. Um, a lot of techies thought that way. And then the other reaction was, oh my god, what? Why are we doing this? Because of what? Because of because it's a, it's a reference to slavery? What? And, and, and genuinely, that was my immediate reaction as soon as I read the article. Before, no one told me what it was. My, one of my clients informed me and said, um, oh, by the way, GitHub are considering changing their main their master branch to to main and i was like mm. why i mean that's going to cause a lot of problems you know immediately that's what i thought so that's what we're here to discuss today anyway so i mean well yeah it's that and a few I, other I, things i think it's worth mentioning i mean this is a controversial topic period yes. it, it deals with the fact that it's seems seriously triggered by the Black Lives Matter movement and all of the protests and things that are happening. So understand that when we're approaching this topic, neither Chris nor I will be able to sit here and tell you what the right answer is for anything. No. Um, both Chris and I have a firm set of codes of ethics that we have here at DNI Stream. And if you have any questions about that, visit dnistream.live and read our code of ethics. Um, and what we're trying to do is understand it and trying to figure out not just the impact that it can have, but also why choices like this are happening and the further reaching consequences of any choices made or not made during this. So be aware that we're using this as a platform to hopefully get information and feedback from you who listen to us, um, but also to better grasp and understand exactly what's going on. Yeah. So yes, neither of us are going to be experts, and we're also. No, we're I know not. we we come from two different demographics, you know. We're, yes. uh, but, but at the end of the day, we're both white as well. And let's get the yeah. you know get the cards on the table here. I yeah. For those of you who don't actually watch us but listen <laughs> yeah. to us, I, I I am a white woman. Okay. Uh, don't don't think for a second that um you know <laughs> our code of ethics is pretty strong. We don't we don't tolerate from our community any kind of racism, any kind of um, any kind of prejudice in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't matter. We don't even like people who, who come in here and say, well, Ruby's better than C-sharp because, because Ruby's better, you know? Unless you've got a good objective argument for Ruby being better than C-sharp. You know, we, we joke about it, but at the end of the day, everything and everybody's equal to us. Yeah. But, I mean, that we'll get that out of the way, kind of a disclaimer. But at the end of the day, this comes down to why is this happening and and also mm. i want to dig into the technical um ins and outs of it as well what it's actually got to affect on the different scales because everybody has a different opinion lots of people who use git um well first of all let's get one thing out of the way github they are not the git authority no they are not they are a private company which are now owned by microsoft which is by the by um yeah. in this particular instance at least um they are a private company that has made a decision, or they rather they use an open source tool as part of their main service. They offer a service that, yes, it has major influence on the industry, but they are not the authority or the, the be all and end all of Git. We can and do 
and have done, I have done plenty of times in the past, rolled my own Git repository. Whenever you type Git in it on your local machine, you have a Git repository. You could yeah. put that on a Linux server and SSH into it and not, and completely circumvent uh, GitHub or Bitbucket or any of the other providers. But it's GitHub have specifically output something out there in the public eye, and we need to discuss that as well and why you know why they've done that and suppose a pine why they've done that because we don't well, know there's, for certain. there's there's a couple of different there's a couple of different ways i immediately have when i saw this particular uh news article uh my literal reaction was why at, at no point in time has there ever been a reference to master and slave inside of repositories in my entire career working with them. It's, it's never been a thing. Um, the only thing when I think of master and slave is hard drives. Like that is the only time I have seen master and slave used in a technological manner. Well, there are a couple others, but like, that's like my immediate thought was the hardware. And then my second thought and this is a shocking one to me was, my gosh, is this just a political stunt? Because if so, that so devalues what the movement's trying to do in the first place. You yeah. know, I think it, it's my, my immediate reaction was technical and it was like, why are they, oh, oh, this is going to cause so many problems. And then I realized it's just going to be for new repos. And it was, wasn't as much of a problem in my head because it's, then it's a, it's a repo level decision or a business decision. You know what I'm thinking about this from the enterprise side of things for, I would quite right. happily rename the DNI um, repository masters to main. No, no problem whatsoever. It would affect. I, I'd probably have a few hours worth work update in the CI/CD systems, and then I just have to adjust whenever I went and use that repository to use main instead of master. It's not the end of the world to me. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think what the the key. The key thing is, is the reasoning behind it, as you, you kind of touched on then. Mm. If it's a political stunt, um, then I I can see that from both sides. I can see that as a positive thing and also a manipulative thing. If it's a, if it's yeah. a completely commercial and it's completely about marketing and uh, which we'll never know. We don't we we don't know the inner That's, workings of a company. We don't know if their their ethics and morals are steadfast and hard, and you know they definitely you know they they want equality across the board, and we don't know that, and we can never judge that. Yeah. So we ha- I have to as an optimist, I have to give them the benefit of the doubt here and say that if it's if it is for uh, political reasons. Which it's got to be. I mean, if they've specifically mentioned that this is because of you know, the BLM movement and, and various other movements, you know, the, of removing tech. I mean, it actually comes from a document back in twenty, I think two thousand and three. I think uh, the IETF um, put put forward a document that said, "Let's try and remove negative language from uh, tech." Master slave was one of the terms. Blacklist, whitelist was one of the terms, and I agree with that kind of thing. Blacklist, list, white. It doesn't matter what the etymology hat, of it white is. Hat. Yeah, those kind of things. Black is is considered negative in that instance, and white is not. And that... which is why I prefer cracker and hacker. Just throwing that out there. That's that's. But that, I mean, that's the thing is, the there's so many. We've we've <laughs> English is such a verbose language. We've got so many other words that we can use for things. That I don't see a problem on a language level. I, I think that's part of it comes from connotation and denotation. 
for the words. So for those of you who don't speak English as a first language, you know, connotation are the implied meanings that are given to a word, whereas denotation tends to be, and I'm probably saying denotation wrong, but it tends to be the dictionary definition of a word. So a single word like cup could have multiple variations and definitions connotatively and denotatively, and then there's the implications behind all It's of that. Oxford Dictionary versus Urban Dictionary. In some cases, it <laughs> really bit. can be. In some cases, it absolutely can be. Um, now, I the thing for me that I think... I feel that there is a need for acknowledgement of poorly used and poorly selected words, either due to um, unconscious bias or even conscious bias or anything else like that. I mean, this is something we all as humans have to work on. We all have an unconscious bias towards something, even if it's like to eating eggs or something like they're unconscious. Hello, mm -hmm. welcome to human psychology. But I think that at the same time, the discussions that we have should be had in such a way that give purpose and point. So the idea of changing the master branch, the branch, main branch, whatever you want to call it, from master to main, okay, um, that to me seems to feel less of a uh, connection to the movements or the things going on as compared to, hey, we're using master and slave here or black hat and white hat here or something along those lines, blacklist, whitelist, simply because there is nothing else other than the word master involved with branches. Do you know what it's done, though, yeah. in, in, in counter to that, though? What it's done is it's made us and many other people talk about it. Oh. And fair enough, it's only a small catch. That, that is that, something that I approve of. That is absolutely necessary, and we need to have these discussions mm. in order to improve as a, as the human race. We are human people, you know. We're not black people and white people to me. Now, yes, we have different coloured skins. Yes, we have different cultures, and all of that should be embraced. And you know, and, and I mean, I, fair enough. I'm not going to embrace black culture because I'm I'm white, and and I. I mean, I say that, I listen to rap music, I listen to, you know, I, I do, I, I don't reappropriate things, if you know what I mean, but I, I enjoy certain elements of different cultures. But that doesn't mean I'm ever going to be in that culture or in that catchment, if you know what I mean. So, mm. but I think this this brings the, com the difficult conversations to the table. And there's a, qu a few times already in this podcast, I flushed up a little bit because I don't really know how to express myself. But I think it's important think, and valuable to talk about this, you know? That, that's, I think, the number one thing, if nothing else gets taken away from this and people completely disagree with our statements or have their own opinions or what have you, it's the fact that we're trying to talk about it, I think. I mean, we have so many things that are, for lack of a better term, horrible happening in our world. People are impacted negatively all the time. I mean, Chris and I have had discussions about what it's like for being a woman in technology versus what he goes through. And, you know, in Chris's case, there are a couple of times where his eyes have just gone, wow, like it, it, he doesn't treat people like that. So it doesn't occur to him that thus it could be occurring. Because I remember you mentioned something like you were working with a client at one time and mm. a woman actually approached you and was expressing to you the frustration she felt in the industry. And you were just like, 
this stuff happens? Last year, I had two separate clients, and there was two uh, two individual women in two different clients. One was suffering um, quite blatant sexism and and not being taken seriously because she was a woman, and it was quite obvious that that was the case. Uh, and another one, another one. That won't really go into that, but it was a little. It was basically they, they broke down at me, and they were, you know, they were. It's it's hard to it's hard to to know what to say in that situation because it doesn't affect me, but I can just try and listen, you know. <laughs> at the end of the day, well, that's the thing. Empathy is, I think, key. You know, I no two people I know are impacted the same way by the same event. I mean, the the, the it's that whole there's three parts to every story. The two people who are involved in what actually happened. You know, <laughs> it's it's it goes back to what makes us human. Um, but I, I think that simply being able to have this discussion and it is an awkward discussion because, well, how do you handle it if you've never experienced it? You know, I myself and like I said, you know, for those of you who can't see and for those of you who can, I am a white woman living in the United Kingdom and I've been told to go back to my country. You know, that is a really weird feeling, but I've only experienced it once. So... Yeah. Being on that kind of receiving end for that kind of um, abuse, I haven't experienced. Being a woman, on the other hand, being told that literally every decision I make simply because I happen to have estrogen in my system and I happen to be female and I am the cause and root of all evil in existence, I have received that a lot. So I can at least... <sighs> Take a moment from the empathic side and go, if you're constantly bombarded by stuff and it is shaping and forming our conscious and on our unconscious biases, you know, I can understand or at least empathize to the difficulty. But yeah. So there was something else. There was something else you were, you mentioned uh, really early on in the, com uh, the conversation and it was, um, there are no references in Git, or that, that you're aware of, where master, or rather branches that come off master, are referenced as slaves. Yeah. You said said something to that effect. You know. Something like in in my case, I have never dealt in a repository situation where I have seen master in reference to slave. Master to me, <coughs> pardon me, in a Git thing tends to be what I see as uh, the authoritative copy of something, like the de facto, which when I think of the term master, because perhaps of the upbringing I have, I think of teacher, educator, um, someone who has mastered the craft of whatever trade they've plied their skills into, uh, even degrees, master's degrees, things like that. That's what I think of when I hear the term master. If I told so. you that... If I, I'd read the original specification for Git, and there is a specific, re there are num numerous references in there uh, that state that any branch that isn't master is a slave branch, would you change your opinion on on this? You know, because at the moment you're, you're, I mean, you haven't said explicitly, oh, but I I'm assuming you're. I should explicitly you're, state my opinion. My explicit opinion on this is people should be able to name the core branch, whatever they want to name it. Honestly. No, but this is specifically the but... default branch naming. So this right, is the branch naming that you get given it... by the provider or by the software that is giving you the service. 
I, when it comes to technology, I have learned you have to take what you're given. That yeah, I, mean, I have we, The learned. thing is, but everybody can rename the Git branch like that. I, I understand, like, how do I phrase this? I'm perfectly fine with them making this change. However, I want it to be done for the right reasons, not for reasons such as pure marketing and trying to make certain that they look good in a particular situation. Because that, to me, like I said at the very beginning, seems to demean what the entire purpose of the movement is. So, going... so if they're more altruistic than should be, I'm perfectly okay with that. It, it, so it doesn't impact we've... me on a technical level. So. We've already established that we're never going to find that out. Pretty much, unless somebody comes mm. out within GitHub and says that the CEO is inherently sexist and everybody who works here is, uh, you know, is is racist and they never hire black people, you know, if they if they start saying things like that and that starts, yes, okay, we know that they've done it for marketing reasons, but otherwise we've got absolutely no right to ever claim that a, a business, because uh, we have a code of ethics. Every company has a code of ethics. I'm pretty sure. I, mean, I haven't read Microsoft, but I'm pretty sure Microsoft are an equal opportunity employer. I'm not saying that you know they they don't have some prejudices within the system. It but goes I don't back know, to the whole but... conscious bias and unconscious bias thing. So that's the thing. Yes. Yeah. So this is about unconscious and conscious. So mm -hmm. if I if we go back to my question, then if I said mm -hmm. that the Git spec specifically, the original Git spec specifically has references to master and slave in there, would that change mm -hmm. your opinion? I think at this current moment in time, I would have a much stronger leaning towards one way or another. Like right now, there's sort of an apathy to it because I'm not impacted by it directly. Like it, when I see the term master, my brain doesn't immediately get uh, turned toward a negative connotation mm -hmm. because, like I said, I see it as educational. I, I, to me, those are positive terms. So we're, we're However, talking about. So we're talking However, about objective facts here. Right. If, 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 if that, that is the happens, case. If, if that is the case, then I think this is the perfect time to have the discussion and make that change. Okay. Because it like it goes back to my statement about the master and slave and the hardware pairing when you're trying to set up the drives using jumpers. That you know? isn't a fact. I made that up, <laughs> right? The reason I yes. made that up is to see if that would change your opinion. Now, what if I said that when Linus Torvalds designed Git, he designed Git out of frustration from using uh, another source control system called Bitkeeper. Yeah, and Bitkeeper. He very much used to use Bitkeeper almost exclusively by the sounds of it. And I can't remember, mm. I don't know the exact frustrations he had, but he wanted to write his own, like a lot of programmers do. They want to write their own thing. We all do it. Um, anyway, he went off and wrote Git, and it's now the biggest source control system in the world. It, it, it controls probably 60%, I think, the last time I looked up specs of the world's repositories, or public repositories at least anyway, if not yeah. more than that. Now, what, what would you say if the mechanism for Gitkeeper, but I haven't used Bitkeeper, so I don't know exactly how it works, but the mechanism for Bitkeeper is similar to Git. You've got branches in it you've got a master branch and you've got slave branches as they refer to and the spec in bitkeeper refers to slave branches again it's the same thing i would want there to with this type of uh i should say cultural awareness being a lot more open for discussion i would think it's a perfect time to have a discussion about things like that and if required make changes so uh, that is a fact that, what I've just said there. So the Bitkeeper spec back in 2001, 
bearing in mind that Git came out in two, I think it was the first release was 2005 or something like that. There's a BitKeeper spec or a, a how-to, and I can link it in chat, um, that specifically has 23 references to slave branches within it. Um, mm. So the intent behind the original design, we can assume from this, and again, this is all assumptions, that the intent from the original design of Git came from the original design of BitKeeper in some way, shape, and form, which mm. had master and slave branches, or at least it had slave references in its documentation. But Git, as far as I'm aware, does not anywhere. And I, I am exactly the same as yourself, Josie. I have never once, once thought of a branch from master ever being a slave of master. Not because not because of I, I have a problem with the I word see slave. It like a tree. But yeah, it's because we are branching from the main branch and we do some work and then we merge back into the main branch, the master the branch. Trunk, it, it, literally. The trunk, yeah the, yeah. the the core piece of code. The slaves don't exist for, you know, if if that's what you we're, we're terming them as, the slaves don't exist for very long. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not, that it does, I, I'm now starting to think of branches as slaves because of this discussion. That but is... I'm not doing it consciously and i'm certainly i would certainly never refer to them i'd still re i just refer to them as branches i'd still never use the term slave but see this goes back to what i was saying before about there being connotations denotations and then of course the things that you experience i'm very hyper aware when certain terms are used because i've been impacted by them so to me, this is a really good chance to have a dialogue, no matter how uncomfortable someone may feel about it, because it's like, well, how have we been doing things? And it's not just sort of the uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, but it's just everything. Anyone who is marginalized, how and why? Like, there's a big topic to be had there. And the only thing I can say is, as humans, we just need to do better. But we do. going back to things, I also want to address some things that have also been said in our chat because I don't want them to think we're ignoring them because they make excellent, excellent statements. <laughs> and I also feel like coughing. Dear God, I have... Mm, pardon me, my throat has gone incredibly dry. Chris, could you do me a favor, please, and read some of what Voltcrack has said because um, my throat is... Yeah, that's very bad. Okie dokie. Um, so, Voltcrack said earlier on, uh, I'd love to see more. This is when you were talking about women in tech. I'd love to see more women in tech jobs, but with all the sexism I have witnessed in technical fields, I'd shy away from it as well. I Sorry, used to see a lot of sexism. Now I see people, uh, old school, some old school people tiptoeing around it when they still they resent it a little bit. They resent the fact that they have to mind the language. You know, they have to mind the terms that they mm -hmm. use. They have to mind the fact... I mean, I've, I've never seen it personally. I've never seen a, a woman being slapped on the bum or anything in work. You know, it's that, I've never seen... I mean, that's as far as I could see it, I think. Uh, that's as bad as I would be see thankful. it in casual. Sorry? I said be thankful. But what I'm saying is I haven't <laughs> witnessed that, and I've certainly mm -hmm. never done it myself. You know, I've got a lot more respect for, for people, not just women, than that, you know. But it, 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 to me, somebody, somebody is um, any person, any individual is judged on their merits and their worth and what they are good at at work for me. 
that's where I that's where it stops. The sex, the the color, the creed, the race, the, the clothes that they're wearing. I mean, unless they've yeah. got hygiene problems, sometimes that that does make me think. You know, I, I maybe you got a, a little bit of prejudice against that. And sometimes I'll say something if I get friendly with them. You know, but and if I'm a manager, I certainly will say something to them because that's my job to make sure that the team is happy in general. But that's the difficult thing to broach. But that's probably as prejudice as I get at work, um, in a working environment at least. People have to... Well, that, that's, see, that, 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 that means we can actually sort of twist this and throw this back at you. You know, you're responsible for a team and, you know, you're actually seeing people consciously or unconsciously doing some form of um, repression, be it due to sex or skin color or culture dialect my gosh you're from york what holy cow you're mancunian holy cow like whatever you know there are ways to handle that and it's that's that's actually veering us into a separate topic so let me sort of but it's it's all related though i mean i'm not i'm not trying to devalue the 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 master slave reference but it's still all related it's all similar kind of things prejudices it's all about terminology and how things are used and the intent behind them i don't think you and i are the type of people to look at the word master and think in a derogatory manner that implies what is uh, or basically anything involving slavery i mean heck i mean if you want to get technical when i think master my brain doesn't think anything like that it thinks in the world of the bdsm craziness out there because you know the, uh, the, the, hang on the terminology in that clients, world ter- some of my clients work in that area and i'll tell you something the terminology and the way that is there is one massive key difference to that culture than you see pretty much anywhere else and it's known as safe sane and consensual so if you're going to have someone be called master and someone be called slave it is consensually agreed upon for that activity i get it right that the, we, we're going into a very different subject that i've got exactly. quite a few things but, that popped into my brain about that that i'd, I'd probably yeah, like I was to say, say um, but going back to the master-slave comment, sorry for derailing, it's just that there are so many different terms related to it. Yeah. Um, when, I'm, when I was trying to figure out why this might be an important topic of discussion, one of the things that stood out to me is something that happened to me. When I had a recruiter approach me, and instead of asking me if I was a one-woman shop, asked me if I was a one-girl shop there was an implication that hit me where I got absolutely infuriated by that recruiter because I'm like, why can't I be a woman? Why do I have to be a one girl show? You don't say a one boy show. You say a one man show. Why can't I have like that triggered me? So I can see how some people can have the uh, emotional reactions to words a certain way or a certain terminology, even if they're not intended or implied. I think um, that also goes to there's a, there's another movement around uh, the term guys using the term the collective term guys to talk to a group of people at work. Um, while even a lot of females will say, "All right, guys, how are you doing?" You know, even if the the girls that the the team is, has got a few girls on it, generally, unless it is a group of girls or women, they will say guys at work. Which is an interesting psychological thing, but 
there are a lot of people who are moving to gender neutral terms. Someone, I think it must have been an American article I was reading. Someone said the term "y'all." Um, they use "y'all" to just you know to, to to address people. I just say "hello, people." Hello, everybody. It's well, easy it, enough, it, it isn't it? It depends on the group I'm approaching. I mean, if, if it's people who I know, it's hello, beautifuls, because it makes a difference. Yeah. But some people could see that as uh, sexual harassment, mm-hmm. whereas I'm generally talking about the personality. But again, it, it, it's my brain doesn't do the thing. Yeah. How is everybody <laughs> today? How is everybody today? It's not hard to, to say something like that. I mean, I know it's a bit more formal than sometimes you'd like, and we all have our own caveats to our personalities and the way that we talk and the way we address people. I mean, I the, some of the terms I use to describe some of our best friends are the worst. I wouldn't ever say them live on air, but we're all the same, and, and let's be honest, most people are like that in their own living rooms. I mean, what's his name? Um, Eminem said it, didn't he? He said in one of his songs, you know, that I do, I do basically what you do with your friends in your living room. You know, it's we're all the same. But the problem is, is we have to, we have to try and cater for people. And some people will call it sugarcoating and mollycoddling and what was the other, the snowflakes, you know, pandering or whatever. I mean, that's offensive in itself because that assumes that. You're more important, and your opinion is more important than the people that you're offending. It's a very I, I, delicate line you have to um, I think balance the on. difficulty is there is no one easy answer, solid no. bullet. And what instead, I think. Acknowledge I think it in and a say way, sorry. There's, there's Swallow the, your pride. Well, that, that's a big part of it. I think being able to actually directly ask someone. You know, am am I like if someone if you get offended by something that I have said, and it's entirely possible. I mean, I'm verbally spitballing here without a script, you know. But if you do, let me know and let's have a discussion about it. Don't immediately assume that my intent is to come at you and rip your throat out, because that is that I think is part of the problem. We end up wanting to have these discussions, but some of the people who we end up trying to have these discussions with can be very um, defensive immediately instead Mm. of listening. And I think that it makes a difference actually what topic that's about, whether we're talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, we're talking about sexism, or we're talking about Linux versus Windows, or we're talking about PC versus Xbox, or we're talking about DFS sale versus Ikea. Like, it makes no difference what the topic is. If you if you approach something that has an emotional charge to it, you know, it can be very difficult to have these discussions or you to sent, learn more. You sent me some links last week, uh, the YouTube videos you sent me, uh, which uh, we, oh, we should be able yeah. to share them with the, with the, resend them to me. Uh, we'll put them in the document and the, put them on the show notes. Yeah, I'll, But I did watch them all and they were, all, they were about 20 minutes long each of them and it's too, way too long for a YouTube video for me, but I did watch them all because they were very I'm so interesting. I'm so proud of you and um, your attention span. But it was the, 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 one of the interesting things that I took away from that is that there's this psychological condition that people have um, when they are behind a screen, when they're behind a phone, when they're not talking to people directly face-to-face, those same people that might be offensive to other groups of people 
um, or even the same group of people, you know, the same group that they belong in, that might be offensive behind a screen, might not at all ever be offensive in real life because they're protected by the screen. They they feel even if they they're not anonymous, you know, even if they have their real name out there, they still feel protected by the screen. I have been using video chat and um, I've been podcasting and streaming and and doing things online mm-hmm. for since the the first time that I could get that video connection up between me and a friend over in the northeast you know that very first time that that worked and it was a conversation that wasn't all uh, 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 you know since then my friend since then that's been wonderful I've done it you know I've done the same with my wife when I've been away for work and things like that and it's just great Mm. so I'm used to it and I am who I am yes I act a bit differently when we do podcasts uh, when we do these podcasts because well, it's, it's it's known as the watcher thing as well if yeah. you are being watched or something like that you will act completely different than if you think no one's watching you or even just slightly why, differently because that's because there's a conscious awareness of the fact that there is a witness if you don't have a conscious awareness and you honestly think you're alone you do things you wouldn't normally do. Oh, absolutely. There's certainly some habits that I have that I, I wouldn't stream, you know? Uh, <laughs> oh, and there are, gosh, we know yeah. that people do, and we have them, because people we accidentally stream things, you know, by accident. Oh. <laughs> there was uh, oh, someone yeah. who, uh, who um, uh, offered to quit the job because they went and had a shower. They were on an hour meeting, uh, an hour Zoom meeting, and uh, they went to have a shower while they were in. Uh, like It was like, a, I think it was someone in the government, and it was someone quite high up. Uh, and there were, uh, they, they they had a shower and they had the phone by the shower. While I've, I've seen people this. because of oh no, it was a live stream council to... meeting. It was a live stream council. Meeting. I, 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 the thing is, we've also seen due to this pandemic things like you know people going to the bathroom mm-hmm. while in meetings because they thought they turned the camera off and they didn't. Yeah, like we, we're starting to see that we're all human and we're all flawed, and that's okay. Hopefully. Well, I think it'll go back. To, you know, it'll go back to normal, though. That's the thing. But anyway, we're moving off the topic. Um, Ever so slightly. Yes. All of this is related, though, and it's all about language. And I think it all, to me, it all comes down to intent, and it comes down to what is the intention behind the usage of that language. Now, the intention may not be negative at all, even for Bitkeeper back when it was master and slave. You know, mm, slave or branches. the hard drives, or the hard drives. It might not be. Yeah. Uh, it might not have negative um, intent, but it, unfortunately, it has negative connotations for hundreds of years of thousands of no, not thousands, hundreds of years of history of of people. Um, masters and slaves have been around for a very long time. I mean, going back to Greece and Romans. Yeah. I mean, the entire concept. I mean, the the entire concept of slavery has been around probably as long as humans have and have, so, have put value in some way shape and form on something so either way it's still a negative thing why would wh- why should one person ever own another person why should a married man own his wife you know like it is in some cultures even today or why it, it has been even in our culture you know in in mm. in western culture um for if that's a culture is Western culture? I don't know. I don't know anything about cultures. Actually, or... it, 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 is, it is actually seen as a culture, believe it or not. You, you get um, the idea, think, though. I, I think what it comes down to is what we were talking about before. There is an unconscious cultural bias that the world has, which is why we have things like blacklist and whitelist, why um, certain objects are classified as she or he. You mm-hmm. know, your car is probably a, a she. <clears throat> 
I don't know anyone who actually classifies their car as a male, you know, like, but there are certain um, attributes that are applied to objects or to um, literally in this case, objects, we're talking about hardware and things like that as well. But they also and have in language we, as well, French, they have, she, uh, they have feminine, feminine and masculine, and men, don't they? I masculine. don't know how yep, that, do that applies to this. As well. But the thing is they do, this is something that is sort of inherent within the culture we we classify it's it's the best way for us to understand things is by putting them into the box mm. regardless of how poorly designed the boxes may be um in fact if you ever get a chance to listen to rhythm sees boxes there's a song he he wrote about boxes absolutely ingenious um but what it comes down to is we default naturally to oh blacklist whitelist black hat white hat master slave why and i think that's part of what the intent for the discussion is is to to stop that immediate just oh well this is what it's always been called so let's call it that instead perhaps look at the implications as to why we as humans make the choices that we make instead of just um blindly following whatever pack has been set ahead of us and i think that's what's really been triggered in my mind about this whole concept of changing master to main and get it's the well why was it called that originally i don't think anyone i know understands where the original term for master comes from and get because oh. we just by default use it based on that's what we were taught blah 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 I, I, it's one of those things that has encouraged a discussion that wasn't there before so it's it goes back to the old phrase you are doomed to repeat history if you do not learn from it and if you do not study it. So in a way, this forces a conscious effort to learn and not just blindly accept. Mm -hmm. And I'm all for that. Now, a lot of techies will have um, immediately or will use the argument that, well, it's a lot of effort to change this you know in especially in big enterprise systems it's a big effort to change master to main because if you're in a distributed version control system everybody's got that copy on their machine everybody merges into it everybody pull requests into it um mm. there's ci cd systems and tagging systems that might or might not be attached to it and they could be extremely complicated master yeah. could be hard we would be probably likely to be hard coded everywhere and hard-coded into people's brains as well. So it would be quite yeah. a significant cost for people to move from master to main, or master to anything. Now, there are other companies. Uh, in fact, there are other... Um, there are actually quite a lot of open-source projects already that have adopted completely different naming conventions for their main branch. Some of them have named it from master to main. Some of them keep the master branch there, but they just work in a dev branch. You know, it's it's completely up to them and open to them how they do it. But that will most of those decisions won't have been made because it was master slave. They'll be made because they misunderstand what the master branch is. And I am currently going through that with one of my clients is trying to explain to them what master what master means to the process and how um, updating master should be a ceremony you know it should be a, a process that gets vetted and signed off type thing you know uh, especially in bigger systems where you've got lots of people pushing code to it mm. um, 
it should be stable at all times and that kind of it thing. It is and a that's milestone. It. it is the master copy, you know, the master copy of code. It's like a a gold master that you do for um uh, for audio Albums. recording. For, yeah. yeah, for albums. The gold master is the, the master that all of the copies are made from. And that's what a branch is to me. It's a master copy of the source code. And all of the branches are, I mean, in, in Git, technically, there are, they aren't actually copies. And that's the beautiful thing about Git, is that this could be one of my uh, RT, RT, not RTFMs, BYOMs at the end. Um, Bring your own men. I've learned yeah. a lot about. I knew a lot about Git already, but I've learned a lot about the inner workings and the internals of Git recently. And physically, what happens is Git is made up of. Um, if you've ever studied a Git uh, repository, you've got a .git folder. That .git folder is your repository. All the files that sit outside of that folder, as in your working copy, they don't really exist. Git makes them. Git fabricates them from the history. It, it builds up the working copy, and that's why it's so quick at uh, switching branches. That's why branch branch changes are very quick, and it's it's so it's not even they're not even copies or slaves or anything. Technically, they're nothing. <laughs> they don't exist. Well, they are references that get created. So technically, we might have a lot of work, and there might be a cost, but companies are not going to make that decision easily and lightly. So in corporations, such as, I don't know, let's use an example when we talked about this last week. Microsoft own GitHub. Microsoft also own Azure, Azure repos. Azure repos, i.e. Team Fortress Online. Team Fortress? That's the computer game. Um, team, <laughs> team Foundation Online, or whatever you want to call it these days, Visual Studio Online. It's got about 500, it had about 500 different names. It's now Azure DevOps with the Dev, DevOps repos. Um, anyway, Azure, Azure repos are owned by Microsoft. So we've got two products that do almost exactly the same thing. One's open source focused and one's enterprise focused. Microsoft have not made an announcement referring to the enterprise version just the open source version so that says I think, something i think that's why when we started this conversation i started i i, I have that sort of com uh the thing sitting in the back of my brain where it's more cynical because i'm i'm a pretty optimistic and hopeful person and i tend to to look at the best of intentions first before immediately jumping to you're out to get me but i'm I'm a bit cynical in the whole GitHub side of things. And I think it was triggered because we had that conversation last week. Because if you have a parent company, yes, that doesn't mean they dictate everything that the tiny little companies underneath them do. If you want to consider Azure DevOps and GitHub tiny little companies. But in the grand scheme of things, they're they're under the umbrella of Microsoft. <laughs> the multi-billion um, pound companies each, probably. Yes, <laughs> tiny little things. They they could do so much better. They're just little baboos, as they're, as they're nicknamed uh, with my group of friends. But, you know, they have different marketing, different target audiences and everything. But because of the fact that it isn't this grand sweeping opus done um, by the uh, over umbrella company of Microsoft, it made me cynical about the intents and the purposes. One thing I will say is regardless of what their reasoning is, we're having a discussion and I, I can approve of that. I think I they would have done do, it anyway. I, the thing is, I don't know because I haven't followed the 
conversation about it since what was it 2003 that this was being had because this is this is the thing i'm living my daily life i'm running my company i'm you know hanging out with my friends i doing the stuff in my life i can't follow everything neither can i and the only reason i know a bit about it is because i've dug into it a little bit because it's an interesting i wouldn't even known to dig into it until this whole thing got mentioned in the first place but does that not make us both a little bit ignorant towards absolutely i'm sorry but the thing is we are constantly living in a day and age where there are things happening that we're not going to know enough about because we don't have the ability to see and be omnipotent we are very much so individuals living in our own lives this does not mean that we don't want to learn it just means how would i know things as an example I, uh, let's see, back when I was in my early 20s, I was involved in transgender rights. And all of a sudden, not too many years ago, I started hearing this term cisgendered thing passed around. I had no idea what that meant at the time at all. I was completely confused. Like, I wasn't in that world anymore. I wasn't part of the activistic movement because I was just trying to pay my bills that I missed all the new terms that came out. Like, I missed everything, and my brain just I've, went... I've missed what? the last three Metallica albums. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I stopped listening to, like, new... Because I'm not in a band anymore. It's the same kind of thing. I'm not but not that, trying to devalue it. Thing. I'm just saying it's... You know, you get no, on with no, life, don't you? And you don't... If you're not you invo- do. actively involved in something, you won't keep up to date with the Exactly. So, in this case, this is sort of like a... a in the world of technology and development, it's kind of like, a, in a way, a, a conversation topic starter. <clears throat> Pardon me. But at the same time, you know, you cannot expect people to know every term or understand every issue or anything if they're not living it and experiencing it. And you can't hold it against people if they don't know. You, you no. should be willing to ask and learn. But yes, does that make us ignorant? Yes, does it make us ignorant by choice? No, we're just literally trying to live. I don't which think... is why we have these conversations, why I'm... we want to talk to people. I'm not sure ignorant by choice is a thing. Surely people don't just... I mean, if someone doesn't hear something, that doesn't mean they're... You know, they, they you say something directly to them and they don't hear I it. I have never heard in my entire life a single Justin Bieber song. I have consciously chosen to be ignorant to anything that that guy has created so yes there is the ability to be consciously ignorant yeah i suppose i suppose i'm not kidding either i have never heard there's there's also you know what when outcast were when outcast were a thing that i had the same thing with them i didn't want to listen to a set now all i can bloody hear is you know old outcast songs um, but anyway, no, the, the the point the point is is there is no answer here. It's not for us to decide what GitHub do with their no. their. Unfortunately, they as I said that they they're not the authority on Git, but they are a major authority on Git, and they're they a big voice. have a big voice. And that's I think for me as an optimist wants to take from this. I want to take from even if this is this is a marketing ploy or, or a stunt. It's going to get people to talk about them um, directly, but it's also going to get people to talk about the issue. And the issue is much, much wider than just the tech industry. 
way wider than the tech industry. Yes, the tech industry has its problems, um, but the world has its problems in how it deals with issues of race, issues of sexism, and you know, issues of prejudice in general. Just in general, yeah. Just in everything. I, I, I must. I have. I must have prejudices. I definitely have prejudices against one catchment of people in the world, but I'm not going to say it out loud on online. <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards. The fact that you even acknowledge that. Oh no, Chris. I do. I do. I have active prejudices against them, but it's more of a joke than anything else. Um, oh right, but, right. But at the at the same time, it's also I haven't experienced people in that catchment in any other way. <laughs> Uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story. Actually, afterwards. having having you having hearing you say that, um, I'm going to take this as my BYOM. So this is part of my B bring your own manual because we're getting close to the end of our show here. Um, I recently learned that one of my favorite authors um, during his lifetime was a racist and anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you who are curious, I'm talking about it's H.P. Lovecraft. Right. However. While he did spout um, quite a bit of strong verbosity towards people of color or people who were Jewish, he also was exceptionally good friends with quite a few Jewish people who were very, very Jewish and quite a few people of color who were very, very, very much so. It's called the duality of man, though, that isn't it? But it's the thing is, it's like um, man of people. That's the thing. It's, It's the joke we make as developers. People suck. Individuals are awesome. But we joke about that, about just like in this very big mushroom cloud kind of way. People suck, but individuals are amazing. So we've had... In a weird way, it's kind of got that flow to it. Before we close up, because we are running a little bit late, we've got one uh, comment from Volstrat, which is, how would you respond to the argument we couldn't possibly just avoid all words that might be associated with a negative meaning in every context we can imagine. Now, this is the extreme argument that a lot of people have with with this. Uh, and I'm not, I'm, I know Volstrat's usually, you know, very quite um, level-headed in his arguments, and he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's you know, we, we have some good chats in Discord. Um, so I'm sure he's posing this as a, a what-if, you know, more than anything. Well, the way I look um, at it is this. I can simply by talking completely infuriate someone because I'm a woman in the tech field. I have zero control over how someone responds to me. All I can control is myself and what I do. When it comes to words and choices, I ask. It goes back to what I said before. If I am talking to somebody and I use a term or a phrase, for example, one of the more common ones, he, she, they, you know, and I turn to someone and go, hey, I want you to meet Anks. They're awesome. That's one thing. However, someone has corrected me and said, please don't say there. And when referenced to me, please use he. And I'm like, cool, not a problem. But <clears throat> because of the fact that we literally cannot control anybody else but ourselves, What it comes down to is us being willing to hear the purpose behind why someone may have said something and be willing to correct them if we are offended by it. Because it's simply known as decency and respect. I simply want to be seen as a developer in the IT world, as someone who is part of the WordPress community, as someone who is part of the security community. I just want to be seen as that. 
However, I know some people who want to be seen as I am the woman security master inside of this company because there is a weight and a feeling to it for them. There isn't for me, but there is for someone else. That's cool. I can respect that. Th that doesn't change how I see you. Are you competent or are you not competent? That that tends to be how I do some yeah. weighing on things. But it literally comes down to being able to communicate and have that discussion and not be offended if someone didn't know. The world is way too vast for us to have a conscious collective memory. We're not data banks. I absolutely agree, and I've had a few instances, only online though, and I was kind of alluding to this earlier, but I got a bit distracted mm. by myself. Um, uh, only online I get people who are so hung up on one word that I've said, or they'll go through my blog and they'll find a, an entry from 15 years ago and go, well, you said this back then. And I, I'm like, that was 15 years? What? What is that? What, what, you, you're just nullifying your argument. What? Why even... You just want to be right. But the thing is, everybody's got their mm. own journey that they're going on. Everybody's got their own life. And you can you never can please everybody. For all no. I care, you could refer to me as... any. I, honestly, you could call me anything, and I wouldn't care less. I'm happy with my life, and I'm happy with how I get on with I, it. I'm just going to call you perfect, Chris. I, I, I'm not... I'm, it's a joke, but uh, so we talk about it. But it, it, it I is couldn't care joke. less as long as I'm always learning and I'm kind of happy in my um, happy in my life. I'm happy, you know. I'm, I'm uh, me, you know. As long as me and my wife are good and generally family's healthy and everything like that, I'm I'm a happy person. Um, but I think, yeah, and guinea pigs, of course. Um, I think trying to remove. All of the negative language in the world is a mistake. Trying to remove all of the statues that of H.P. Lovecraft or um, of the scout leader guy that they're trying to take down because he was a known something racist, I think possibly. See, this is this Edward this Bowen is, or think, something like that. I can't remember his name. This but is the thing. Why you... erase history? Why you can't erase it? It's always have happened, but don't celebrate them. But that's. That's Change the, the plaque to say non-racist also created the scouts. You know that'd be fine. I'd be happy with that. Non-racist, we do not celebrate this. That's but that's, <laughs> he, that's something he, I would love to see with this whole change in Git. When it gets shifted over to Maine, and that is it for the rest of the thing. There needs to be very clearly. You know, we call this Maine because in the past we used this, and there were implications because. We have, as a society, uh, the memory of a goldfish. And that is actually a silly thing, because goldfish can be taught. I'm actually assuming horrible things about goldfish right now, having really short memory spans. Point being, though, we have a very short attention span. And things move so quickly in a digital age where we're bombarded left, right, and center by so many different things going on, including just living your own life. <clears throat> What we have to realize is simply we need to make those note. We need to acknowledge the elephants in the room and stop them being elephants in the room. Let them just be an acknowledged fact. You know, this guy sucked because he did this, but he also did this. And that also is an important part. No one I know is truly 100% quote unquote evil. I don't even believe in the concept of good and evil, but that's a whole discussion for another time. Everybody has their good and their bad. And what you see Ooh. as good and what you see as bad is literally going to be on your perspective. 
You are upside down, Greg. I've just changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just adding a bit of lightheartedness to the serious conversation. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't do that on purpose. Chris literally just flipped himself upside down on stream for those of you who are listening to us if you are even still listening to us after by this point Chris we may no longer have friends that isn't what I wanted to do either I was I was trying to very cleverly try and flip myself in a oh it's all gone wrong now I was trying to um, flip my because I'm backwards on the stream and I won't remember to do it if I don't do it right now Oh dear, 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 dear. Anyway, right. So let's close the show. We, we've we've put the worlds to rights. It's probably well, the most we've, serious we're, podcast we've, we've ever done. We've tried to. We've tried to. I mean, the reality is we can always do better. That yes. is never going to change. Always be open to learning. We can always do better. Always yep. be open to to learning. Swallow that and pride. There's no reason for it. Absolutely. I mean, we all have pride. Um, there's nothing wrong with a bit of pride. But when it comes to learning new things and opening to new experiences, I'm all for that. You know, I, you know, if I have any problems in my marriage or anything like that, I always want to try and learn what I'm doing wrong or what we can do better. You know, any everything in my life, I'm always trying to improve, not trying to fix, trying to improve, change myself. I think and, that's I think that's the key because you know the moment you start seeing yourself as completely broken, it becomes harder to fix psychological things. Um, instead, just we're improving. And side note, for those of you who are still listening at the end of all of these things with the craziness of our show, um, this is a little more serious than we normally do topic-wise, and it is on a topic that has many, many sides and can be seen as controversial. So thank you, if nothing else, for at least hearing us trying to uh, put thought to action really is what it, I think it comes down to. And of course, and we, if you we, like this kind of discussion where we talk about news, let us know. <laughs> we'll do it more. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not something we do very often, but we, we, tr we it's it's hard sometimes to have uh, an extended opinion on this, but this is actually something that I've I had an immediate reaction to uh, that was very different mm -hmm. from our reaction for what I've said today. Very, very different. It was more what? Why are we changing that? That's going to cause loads of problems. Technically, oh my god, that's why. Really? You know, that was genuinely my first reaction. And then since then, I've educated myself and I've looked things up and I've read a lot and I've found some facts out and I've also formed more opinions and i've got a very different view on it now than i did a month ago you know um and the thing is it may change again a month from now depending upon other things absolutely this is the, we're humans we're evolving <laughs> but we're at the end of our show yes we are absolutely thank and you everyone in twitch for joining in thank you for listening if you're in listening to us on the podcast we're back trying hard <laughs> but we're back we haven't done our uh, bring your own manual, so let's do that before we... Oh, I did sort of mine. I kind of skipped over yours. Sorry. No, no, no. That was it's very it. selfish of me. It's, what's not mine in the script? Mine was about HP Lovecraft. Was it? Oh, yeah. right. you're yeah, just so saying that now just to make me feel dumb. No, I anyway. literally said this is my BYOM. You were too busy flipping yourself upside down. So, was, so, was it? Sorry, I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, I actually have one. Um, last time it was about PowerShell and about the input variable that is hidden. <laughs> um, and uh, it was it was a, a, I spent hours trying to fix a problem that wasn't giving me an error. <laughs> Today, it's a bit more positive. Keeping on the subject of Git, funnily enough, I've had this on a post-it note on my, my 
monitor for about four months waiting for waiting for a podcast so I could say it. Um, I've been doing a lot of migration work, which has involved um, copying and migrating work from an old SVN repo into a Git repo, and I've talked about it for quite a while now. It's a long-term project. Um, one of the things that I've been doing a lot of is diffing diffs. So it's like inception in diffs. So I I'm, literally just about to go diff you, and then I heard you saying diffing diffs. Diffing like, diffs. So wow. imagine, I don't know if you've ever looked at a patch file or a diff file for something like Git. It basically, oh, yeah. um, um, forgotten the name, what they, they're called now, but there's a specific Blames. type of Git. No, it's, it's <laughs> whatever they are anyway. But basically, um, <laughs> if you create a Git patch, and I wasn't aware of this previously, and I know that probably loads of people are aware of this, but it was something that something's really, really helped me. If I create a Git patch from one repository, I can actually, as long as the you know the files match, I can actually take that that diff patch and apply it to another repository. So in the diff patch, it actually has hashes in it. This is a diff between this hash and this hash. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're ignored during the diffing process, during the patching process. So I've actually been able to create a full migration process that copies uh, you know, copies assemblies and does the migration, apply loads of patches, save those patches as files, and then re-migrate, because it's a one-shot migration, re-migrate, and then script up the application of the patches on top of the original repo. So I've been doing that a lot over the last few months. So I when I when I, I have to check those patches into Git and I've actually got another script that diffs the the patches from the last version. So I can very quickly go, right, what's the difference between what's because the, these patches are huge now. What's the difference between what I've just changed in this particular iteration of the migration to the last iteration of the migration and then it outputs diff files of the diffs of the diffs yeah get a load of that anyway it's brilliant and i love it um and it's really really handy i think that makes you very geeky well i'm really i I, i'm really trying to explain it to my client as well who who i'm you know doing the migration for is it's almost a Right off, there's half the time they're just like, just, just do it how you need to do it. It's just, fine. Just, just do it the way. Just do it the way I do with my husband. It's magic. I get so excited as well a lot of the time when I'm trying to explain things to people because I'm like, this is a great little feature, but it's so deep and geeky and complicated. It's... And but I love oh, it. Oh <laughs> yeah, believe me, I understand that when I start going into things about like encryption and stuff like that, and people's eyes start glazing over, and I'm just sitting there going, what is this is this thing? What is this thing? And then they're just like. Sure, you do you, Josie. You do you. (laughs) I think um, there is a phenomenon for it, isn't it? When you're explaining something really detailed to somebody, you can use metaphors um, or analogies. What's the analogies? Yep, analogies. Is that the right one? Um, You can use analogies to explain things. Or there's that moment, isn't there, where the penny drops. And sometimes either people need to be in the right mood for it while you're explaining the same thing you've explained 500 times before, or you have to phrase it a very specific way that gets through to them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, I'm getting better at that these days, reading people and figuring out how to explain things to people, but I'm still, you know, again, everyone's different. So it's, especially if you're speaking to a group of people, <laughs> a room of people. Anyway, right, so you can visit our website at www.dnistream.live for links to all our social media channels, Discord, dev chat, and our podcast discovery platforms. Um, we pushed another uh, Jolly Guinea Pig update yesterday, uh, yesterday, I think it was, 
2, I think it was. And all it was was a bug fix and a slight security update. So you won't even notice unless you've been on the podcast page and noticed that the um, the arrows the for arrows forward and back were Rakuo and Lack Rakuo or whatever it was. Um, they've now been updated and fixed. And that was a lot harder to fix than you'd think it was. Because, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and <laughs> Are all of the releases named after guinea pigs? No, this, no the first one was the uh, left-hoofed antelope. Version 1 was left-hoofed antelope, and this one's the jolly guinea pig. When we go on to version 3, which is coming soon, because we, we're going to do a rebrand, um, I'll yes. come up with another animal of some description that is happy, sad, or ambidextrous, potentially. Capybara. The jolly guinea pig sounds like a pub tavern name, and hello, Tultepe. Have you been there the entire time? Right. Yes, so you can use our website to contact us for any reason, to give us feedback, to become a guest on the show, or just to say, we love you. Or tell us how wrong we are about our opinions about moving master to men. Yeah. Um, also, don't, don't forget to follow Twitch. Yes, don't forget to follow us on Twitch. <laughs> she just call us Twits. I need to say something different, but this is a family-friendly <laughs> show. Yes, yes it is. But anyway, we do hope to see you all next week. Uh, we did have a very specific guest that was supposed to join us today, which is why our topic did change. But if all goes well, we will have them with us very soon. Very soon. Yeah, a few but weeks we've had to reschedule uh, today's guest, but we've, next week, hopefully, we have got a guest booked and hopefully they will uh, they will be here. Yes, and we'll hope to see you next week, 7pm on the UK time, twitch.tv slash DNI. All that's left to say is, Chris, I have missed you. I know Miss Seabox watching. I've missed you too. She, she won't be listening. She never listens to the podcast. She just puts it on so we've got an extra one viewer. That's all it is. <laughs> when, we've, when, we're, when we pass the 1,000 mark, she'll probably stop her. You know, at least, at least your spouse does that. <laughs> I didn't even ask her to as well. How nice is that? I've never never asked her to watch it or unless she's helping me test something, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah. But yes, and it's still all the same. Thank you all of you from Twitch chat who have commented and be better than we were today. And just remember that we loved you. And we'll see you all next week. And we are still trying to do our Wednesday streams and Mondays of schedules permit. I got this Wednesday work. done, but yeah, I'm, I'm mega, mega busy at the moment myself. So, so am I. Absolutely. If I can't do them, way. sorry, but it is what it is. But uh, we'll just have to mm -hmm. do what we can. All right, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye.